0: Welcome to the Globetrotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globetrotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globetrotten ADs. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Globe Trotten ADs. This week, we're very fortunate to have a special guest with us who is a former international school student and a current athlete training for the 2021 Olympic Games in Tokyo. Her name is Farida Osman. Farida is an Egyptian and African record holder, a two-time Olympian, a two-time world bronze medalist, and an NCAA champion. We're very lucky to have her here today. So before we get started with Farida, I'm going to throw it over to my good buddy, Nick DeForest, over there in Vienna. What's happening, Nick?
1: Yes, very good. Very good. Very happy to, to be here. Uh, Frida. thanks so much. And most importantly, Matt, you listed some really impressive things there. But I think the reason we, we have you on and... and... And the coolest thing is you're a three-time ISST record holder, at least still now. So uh, ISST record holder in the 50, 100-meter freestyle and 100-meter butterfly. Uh, you went to Cairo American College for, for three years. And uh, you're the perfect guest for us uh, as 80s and in international school. So thanks for being with us.
2: No, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
1: Awesome. So let's, let's start right with that, your time at, at Cairo. You, you went to an Egyptian school, you, know, you lived your, your life uh, from very early on in, in Egypt, but you switched in 10th grade to CAC, what, uh, what made you switch?
2: So I started off in a French school and then um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the French system, but like when it comes to athlete and sports, like the system is really hard to accommodate for like athletes. So it was a really hard balance. Like I would have to take like 12 courses and like had to go to school like until 6 p.m. because we had like after school activities that we had to go to. So swimming, like my swimming, my swimming schedule was really hard to like abide with that. Mm -hmm. And I've heard of CEC, like, how they're very supportive of athletes and, like, they have um, after-school, like, activities and, like, athletics and they're really excited and encouraging all athletes to continue in sports. So, obviously, like, I figured, like, because of my case, I figured CEC would be the best case for me. Mm -hmm. Um, My brother went to CEC. His name is Ozzy and... He told me all great things about it so i figured like i have to do the same switch too mm-hmm. so i moved to CEC in 10th grade oh, and okay. then um since then yeah 10 11 12 and also like another reason would be like because i knew i wanted to go to the us for college mm-hmm. so i figured like to start the switch earlier in high school rather than being in a friend system and then going to college in America is just going to be a completely different switch. Mm-hmm. So I figured, like, just getting a head start and starting in CAC, just to feel the water a little bit, just like with the American system. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, went to college after.
0: And just a question about when you went to CIC, was that an IB school or they have, like, a regular American curriculum there?
2: Um, so the best thing about CAC is like you get to have both. You can still choose. So you can either, either do a full IB course or you can have like a mix and match. So you can do some APs okay. and some IBs. So it was really nice to like accommodate to what you really want and what you really need.
0: Okay. So that must have been pretty helpful for your transition and go to university in the U.S.
2: Yeah, for sure. It was really helpful.
0: Cool. And
1: so without the switch to CAC, do you think you would have made the the leap to the to the states or
2: i think like growing up since i was a little girl i've always wanted to go to the u.s for college so either i was in a friend school or american school leading up to that i don't think it would have affected my decision to go to the u.s for college because right. i feel like the biggest thing for me to move to the u.s was the balance between academics and athletics because mm-hmm. you know like the u.s is one of the best systems to be able to do both at a really, like, yeah. great and competitive, competitive level, you know? So I figured, like, I want to keep doing both because they're both really important to me. Like, school is very important, and at the same time, swimming is very important. Yeah. So I think, like, growing up, I feel like I've always wanted to go to the U.S. for that.
0: Yeah, I think especially in a sport like swimming, you really have to dedicate – it's an individual individual sport, right? So yeah. you really have to put that focus and in, in, – in, that pressure on yourself, I suppose, or that challenge on yourself to make those commitments, uh, real and make them so you can, you can accomplish those goals you have.
2: Yeah.
1: What was it like to balance the, the school swim team, uh, and your club team? Did you have to stop one or did they mesh well together?
2: Um, like growing up for a high school. Yeah. Like, like at this, CAC, like, yeah.
1: you know, often our students that are, you know, Excel, our local students that excel in sports stay with their club and don't play for the school
2: yeah I think like for me I've always wanted to represent my school because like mm-hmm. obviously like I said in a, in a friend school you don't really have that so once I moved I have always wanted to like represent CAC one way or another so I just remember like I had to still swim in club because at the same time like as much as CAC is very competitive it's not the same dynamics as your like focus for international goals like After school was done, I had to, like, prepare for um, London 2012 and, like, Olympics, and then I had Worlds in 2013, so, like, I feel like I had to still continue my club swimming so I can still be at that same level and, like, achieve my goals, like, after school was done. So, I'm going to be honest with you, like, it wasn't easy. Like, I had to, like, do a lot of work in advance, so by the time like, school comes in, and, like, after school practice comes in, like, I would already have things done before. Mm -hmm. So, let's say, for example, like, if I had a lot of papers and quizzes and essays, like, I would have to take the time in the weekend, since I don't have school, and, like, pre-prepare for the upcoming week, you know? So, by the time the week comes, like, all I'm doing is just, like, revising and going through, but, like, all the main bulk is done, like, Way before in the weekend, right. you know, nope. and then like in the weekend because like I would wake up, go to school, and then like after that, after school was done, it was like three p.m. and then I would have to drive to club to like start my fitness at four thirty, and then like swim again at six p.m. until eight. So like honestly, like high school was one of the hardest times. I'm not yeah. gonna. Yeah, laugh. and you're but a
0: teenager, and you're trying to balance all that. It's right. Yeah, just balance
2: everything, and like. Just starting my day off with school and, like, going home at, like, 8 p.m. And then starting my, like, homework and stuff at, like, 8.30 p.m. to 9. And then I have to sleep and then, like, start all over again, you know? So as much as, like, it wasn't easy, but I feel like it was all worth it because it prepared me to college and prepared, prepared me to, like, balance a lot of different things. Like, just throughout my life. It not, does, doesn't have to be just, like, swimming and school kind of thing.
0: What about your social life at, at that time when you were in high school? How did you manage to fit that in as well? Or, or was it pretty limited to what you could do socially with friends? and
2: so, like Obviously, it has to be a little limited because, like, some people, they can stay up all night. And I just can't do that because I have swim and then I have school after. But, like, I told myself, like, I still want to have a social life. Like, I chose that for myself. So, I would say, like, because the weekends in Egypt are Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, I just remember being, like, Thursday and Friday. So, Thursday, I would have afternoon practice. And once that is over, um, I could, like, go see my friends and do something fun. And Friday was my day off. So, day off from school, day off from um swimming mm-hmm. so like i feel like friday would be the day that i could do anything that i wanted
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> and then like this but is, obviously like in the middle of the week and like saturday it was just i couldn't do what all my yeah. friends did before
1: it's it's all about the balance and preparing and like you said mapping it out right so you know when yeah, exactly when so
2: it's like replanning is like what really helped me like just yeah. like I would like take Saturday and like just pre-plan like my whole week and see like where I can fit like different things. And just like being organized and pre-planning is what really helped me throughout.
1: You mentioned it was the hardest time high school for you. I've been to Cairo twice for tournaments, ISSD tournaments at CAC. Uh, The last was the year before you got there. And they were two of my favorite tournaments of all time because it was just an event like the whole community it felt like every person in that whole school and surrounding area was was involved and loving it was that yeah. was that did you get that feeling too at, at cac uh, so like,
2: the best thing about CEC and just like ISSTs and athletics is just like the team spirit like i know we all always talk about that especially in the u.s like the team spirit and like holding each other accountable and like just like that trust that you have with your teammates Like I never experienced that until I went to CAC, you know? And obviously after when I went to college too, but like CAC gave me like a preview a little bit of the team spirit and like the fun and swimming and not just like swimming back and forth kind of thing. So it was like more of excitement and like motivating and it was really fun. And I think like the best part was like when I swam for CAC, the team got along so well so it made it a lot more fun.
0: Yeah. And you get to travel together and, and, you, be, and you got to be housed, obviously, when you want all these yeah. Trips And
2: Yeah. I've never experience. had to be housed before because, like, usually when we go to meets, we always go to hotels. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. as a team, we go to hotels. But, like, being housed was like, oh, wow, that's a different experience. <laughs> um, but it was really fun.
0: Yeah. Especially with swimming because it's, 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 um, it's a different kind of competitive sport. It's you against the water. Even though you're swimming against kids in the other lane, um, but I've always, I, you know, we have a pool here at our school in, in Budapest, and I've hosted many swim meets over the years. And I, I just love the environment because it's so supportive, and kids are, even with kids that are on competing teams, are always rooting for the other teams, and it's 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 a really nice environment to host an event for.
2: Yeah, so, for sure, it's so yeah. exciting, and that you get like fired up by the energy around you. Yeah, so like time. you swim a lot faster than what you'd expect.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, I have a, I have a, sorry, I have a question I want to back up maybe a little bit actually before even high school um, and kind of maybe how you got into swimming and then I have a, a follow up question about uh, an event you got to participate in at a pretty young age so maybe yeah. tell us a little bit of how you actually got in as a kid or what yeah. led you into swimming.
2: So I have an older brother. He is four years older than me. And then my parents growing up always wanted us to learn how to swim just for safety. You know, when we go to like vacations or like anything that would require water and swimming, we would be able to swim. Mm -hmm. So we first started off as just like getting to swim just to learn. And that like, and then, like, my the coaches kept telling my parents that they see potential in me because, like, I personally am a very competitive person. And, like, even at a young age, I was, like, very competitive. And I think the coaches saw that and, like, saw that that could help me eventually in swimming. And I love being in the water. And then, like, they told my parents, like, I should probably join the age group team. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I joined the age group team and I just loved the competition and... Yeah, my first national competition was when I was 11 years old. And, like, obviously, the first meet, like, you don't really know anyone around you. You don't know who's fast, who's slow, like, what the times that we're supposed to go. So it was just, like, nice to go in with no expectation and just, like, pure fun and excitement. (laughs) And, honestly, I just loved it. And since then, I've been... Competing ever since.
0: Yeah, because I read you, you you actually participated in the 2011 Pan African Games as a 12 year old. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So I was, I joined the national team when I was 12. And I was like the youngest swimmer or even athlete at Pan American Games. And I was just like so excited to be with like older people and like just swim with them and just to pretend to be that I'm old too um it was super fun like it was in algeria and obviously like as a 12 year old you don't you don't really know what's going on around you so you just get to like watch other people like see how they warm up they warm down like they stretch just like it was like more of an experience to watch professionals compete at a big meet yeah
1: that must have been something for you because there's obviously not a lot of egyptian swimmers
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so going to those competitions would be one of the places to see what what others do right
2: yeah i think like it was definitely a good start because like you don't want to like start off like at worlds or like the olympics it's just like a lot of people so like starting off in like africa and african games was definitely a nice start
0: so we're gonna now thank you for asking that because i think it's always cool to hear about like when you first got your start and it's and you know you're as a middle schooler at that high level uh, that high level would organize me too to see you see how it really functions so we we jump forward now and you're gonna go from high school you finish up your career at CAC and the ISST memories and you're going from Egypt to Cal Berkeley so what was that like going from your Uh, your, as an expat going into the U.S. as an international student
2: so my my brother I I know I talk about my brother all the time but he was literally (laughs) like a big part of my journey and he went to Cal before me but he was a regular student he wasn't a Uh slipper Um, he graduated in 2013 when I was about to like start in fall of 2013 Uh. So like we like didn't overlap but it was like Cal was always my like number one choice because of him like I would get to go visit him and like really enjoy the weather and like just the place and the atmosphere and I think like I chose Cal specifically because I wanted like something that's really strong academically and also strong athletically like swimming is like one of the top programs in the country and then at the same time academics is a very well known school yeah. you know so like I chose Cal because of that and then like obviously coming in as a freshman you don't really know what's going on around you you know just like you go from like living with your parents and like having everything done for you pretty much to like straight straight going to like a different country with a new team with a new coach with a new area and just like you get to do everything on your own so like definitely freshman year i struggled like i would say like maybe the first six months was like really hard because i got to do everything by myself and like i had to adjust and balance like school and swimming and honestly once i adjusted it just got so much better because, like, now you know the system, you know what to expect, you know how to organize, and then, like, from there, it was just so great and pretty much like uphill, like uphill mm-hmm. happiness.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah it a Pac-12. That's pretty competitive swimming. Swimming.
2: Yeah, for, for sure.
0: Right. So pretty high level stuff. So it's it's that's, that's a lot to put yourself through to get ready for that. <laughs> yeah.
1: At a bit a bit older, I was twenty when I moved to to Austria from Canada. Yeah. And I missed a lot of things at home. Like, I craved a lot of things. So I would get care packs from my parents, uh, often filled with peanut butter. That was my thing that you couldn't buy here then. So coming from Egypt to going to California, did your parents send care packs? What what did you miss from... from home
2: so honestly like the most thing i missed was definitely the food but like if you think about it if you ship something from egypt to the u.s by the time that it comes to me it's probably gonna be like so bad (laughs) so like i figured like i would try to find like different like um restaurants that would like have maybe middle eastern food or egyptian food just like anything a little similar similar or maybe go to the grocery store and try to buy something that i could do at home um but, like, I think, like, the most thing, like, Berkeley is known to be, like, very diverse in food mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, so I just felt like as, like, the four years went by, I would experience something new when it comes to food in Berkeley. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: I did try new things, too, but peanut butter, I need it. I need. I
2: know. It. I need it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: So, having gone through that journey, is there any advice you'd have for students thinking about, you know, maybe playing sports, coming from an international school? I mean, your your situation is a little different, pretty high level, but, um, you know, coming from international circuit to go into college, what do you think would be uh, some good advice?
2: Yeah, I would definitely, like, recommend it because, like, the U.S. is one of the best places to, like, balance both. And, like, not only just balance, but I think, like, there are so many resources, like, here that would help you compete at your best. So let's say school, if you're struggling, you would have tutors. If you're struggling and swimming, you would have your teammates and coaches pretty much like help you. And I feel like it's because of the whole system that just like works and is tailored towards you specifically as an individual, Mm -hmm. like that would really help you long-term and i feel like after swimming is done after you graduate like you learn so much about yourself like as a person like for me i learned my strengths and my weaknesses and i learned how to manage time and like just how do i perform under pressure what do i do when i'm stressed and like how do i eat well how do i sleep well Just like a lot of little things like i think help later on like just small little details that I think make the big difference at the end. Yeah. Ruff, That's
0: yeah. great. I think your dog agrees. Yeah. I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, why aren't you giving me attention? I'm like, I can't offer
0: it. <laughs> I was gonna say just any coaches, you know, you you know, yeah. thinking back through that journey and, and getting to where you are now, of course, but any coaches who stand out or, or some good memories about that?
2: Yeah, I think, like, honestly, just growing up, I've, like, gone through multiple coaching. Like, I would have Cosman. He was Romanian. Um, I would have Egyptian called Captain Mahmoud. Um, I would have, like, now that I trained with Sergio Lopez, he's Spanish, and then when I went to Cal, I trained with Terry McKeever, and she's one of the best coaches of all time. So I think, like, I've had... Like all different kinds of coaching growing up. And I think, like, each person has had an impact on me growing up, and I learned something from them.
1: Yeah, cool. Even if it's a a good coach or a bad coach, having different, you know, seeing different styles often helps, right?
2: Being a sprinter, sometimes, like, growing up, you do less of sprinting because, like, you need the base. But then once you get to college, like, all you do is sprint because, like, that's what you're best at
1: exactly well you know being keeping females in sports is is a topic i think around the world right in no matter what country that you're in but i imagine it's it's even more important in a in a country like egypt or in arab countries what's what was it like living there being a female athlete did you have any- yeah
2: so like i think like what drives me and like what motivates me every day is the fact that I am trying to break that stereotype, you know, because yeah. like it is a known stereotype that I would say like Egyptian women or Middle Eastern women are not really excelling in sports. Mm-hmm. And I think like I tried my best to like lead by example and try to like inspire younger generation to show that this stereotype is not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think like I bring a lot to the table that others like might not see But it's not because of my race or religion or Mm -hmm. just, like, all these different aspects. And I think, like, for me, I do my best to, like, keep competing and keep excelling because I want to show people around the world, like, yes, like, Egyptian women can excel in sports. And I think that just, like, inspires younger generation to also do the same. Because, like you said, it's not a lot of people do that, you know? Right. So, like, I think that's what, like, drives me and, like, motivates me to mm-hmm. keep going, to keep breaking that stereotype. Right.
1: Would that be even more uh, more of a stereotype for a sport like swimming compared to soccer? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Yeah, so for sure. So, like, you know, like, if I chose any other sport, like, it might not have been... I don't know how to say the word, but because like swimming, like you would have to like wear a swimsuit and then just like, just compete in like different countries of the world. So I think like being also a swimmer adds obstacles mm-hmm. as well to like that stereotype, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it,
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Totally. So how do you see the future of the athletics in general for in Egypt? And especially if, you know, as a female, for,
2: yeah, I mean, I think like Egyptian swimming has definitely been going in the right track for the past like four to five years. I've been, I think it's been the fastest ever. Like our national team right now, like we've never had that many people compete at worlds and like final and medal and then like even going to the Olympics, have that many people qualify. So I think like definitely we are moving in the right direction. And I think the biggest reason is like we started to, experience and learn more from people abroad like some people travel now to like go to college in the u.s or like any different country and i think just like once you travel you like see more and then you like kind of have that for you so you can perform your best
0: and do you think you know you, your experience as an international student you've been able to take that and utilize that to help others, maybe coming up through the program?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think like like my journey I learned so much. And I think like me personally, once I'm done with swimming, I know I'm opening a swim academy because I want to like teach all the younger generation what I've what like what I've been through, all the lessons that I've learned. And I think like just Teaching them at a younger age, as opposed to like me learning it later on in life, would help later, so we can have more swimmers compete at the national, at the international level, but at a younger age.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And you have some plans in place already for that, or is that just like a long-term goal? Yeah, for goal? sure.
2: So, like, I am part, I am partnered with um, a real estate uh, company called Hyde Park Developments, and we're both working together so we can provide the best swim Academy in Egypt.
0: That's
1: awesome. Based in yeah. Cairo when you go back? Yes. Yeah.
2: For now. Yeah, we're starting off in Cairo obviously, and then like hopefully we can expand.
0: Right. Cool. Great. Well, we look forward to seeing more about that down the road then for yeah. sure. Maybe we'll have some more Olympic sure. swimmers coming out of that Academy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We organized a student-led conference not too long ago, and there was a presentation yeah. from a group of girls from CAC and they presented on a program there called Girls Get Strong. Mm-hmm. And it was a mix of internationals and, and local uh, girls. And they talked about, you know, empowering girls in Egypt to play any kind of sport. And I just wondered, is that, is that a growing movement? Are you fighting, you know, would you be fighting resistance to have more female swimmers when you get there?
2: Is Yeah, I just think like female athletes in general in Egypt are now becoming more recognized <laughs> as, like, people started to get more aware to like, there are actually really good female athletes in Egypt, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think like the more people, like the more females go to different sports in Egypt, the more we're going to get people to start recognizing, recognize us more and like Mm -hmm. being more aware and like, hopefully get the same recognition that males Mm -hmm. athletes probably get. So I think we're definitely moving in the right direction and, I think like I would say the past two years and like moving forward we're start we're probably going to start seeing more of that. Yeah.
1: great, great. and mm-hmm. so you mentioned the swim academy and and we kind of hinted at a few things, but what's what's next what are you what are you doing right now? What's next on
2: the horizon? So right now I'm just focusing on swimming. I graduated in 2017 uh, from Cal and then like started 2017 until. The next olympics so they are this summer i told myself like i think this is the last chance i'm probably going to get to just focus on swimming and swimming mm-hmm. only yeah. so i feel like i've wanted to use that advantage to just do everything and like whatever it takes to like perform at my best being a professional swimmer
0: And what's yeah. your what's your best event or
2: so what 50, what i am it? going for the 50 free and the hunter fly
0: okay
2: yeah So, and I'm actually leaving in a few weeks to go to Florida for a meet so we can, um, this is like our taper meet, like Mm -hmm. mid-season. Hopefully, it will be good results leading up to Tokyo. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Yeah.
1: And how did the setback of last summer, uh, what did that do to your training?
2: Well obviously, like, any athlete would probably tell you first, like, it, it was very frustrating, because, like, you sacrifice so much, and, like, you put all this effort into your training, and, like, I understand, like, health is the number one priority, for sure, and, like, it is the most important thing, but I think, like, at the moment, like, like, at the moment that they said, like, Olympics is going to be postponed one new year, like, personally, I was just, like, frustrated because like i sacrificed so much and like i don't live with my family like i'm in a completely different country and like i was just like mentally ready to race that summer but then like i took a step back and like try to gain like a different perspective and try to think like of the big picture of like trying to focus on the positive like maybe an extra year would make me go faster or like be more prepared and be mentally stronger or like even getting like just a lot of different factors i think that would maybe help me that it's like a year later mm-hmm. that maybe i didn't realize that
0: sure sure
2: oh you know, yeah yeah
0: well this is great this is you know a lot of the things you've said so far as being a student and your training and balancing your academics it's 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 a familiar tune i've heard when we talked earlier we you know in my school we have a, a kid or one of our high school boys is training and hoping to make the olympic squad for hungary and yeah. he said touched on many of those things you you've talked about, those sacrifices that come into play and and managing your time is so if it is so important and and the sleep part as well, as you yeah. mentioned, getting that rest and that the recovery time. So um, it's quite admirable and I think you're an inspiration. And I, I just wanna say thanks a lot for joining us today and Ooh, sharing cool. all this information. It was really great. I was really great to hear about yeah. that academy. I think that's amazing. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's definitely in the works. I would probably say it's like opening in the next few months
0: oh wow so, so soon yeah. great yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: great well, the word. well i de- obviously you know thank you so much for being so receptive and you know from when we wrote a week ago to to now um <laughs> this is really great that you took the time and i just want to you know our audience is athletic directors in, in schools around the world and i kind of just want to urge anyone who's listening right now to share this episode uh you know with your students you can play the episode you know use you as an inspiration for you know, not just females, but any any of our athletes, um, even if they don't want to make the next level, right? It's just balancing sport yeah. and school and social life. Um, it's really great, so thank you.
2: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Okay.
0: Yeah, we can. if you want to learn more, you can check out uh, Farida's Frida, got a website, www. com. Nice. So you, you can catch <laughs> her up there and, of course, follow your, I'm sure you're on us, Instagram and we can keep track of you and what as you make your way towards tokyo later this summer yeah,
2: yeah and if you, you see
1: hubi coast from um, ais budapest yeah, yeah. Um, for say, sure i'm gonna ask gonna my
2: friends if you know them yeah That'd yeah cool.
1: very cool two international school uh athletes
0: that that made yeah. it so. <laughs> awesome. making the connection that's what we're all about yeah Coach Evaluator is the premier coach evaluation software for schools and athletic organizations and preferred coach evaluation solution of the NIAAA and the Positive Coaching Alliance. The system is completely customizable with an always growing evaluation template library for athletic directors to reference. There are not only evaluations for ADs to use, but also self-evaluations and parent player evaluations of coaches. Learn more about digitizing and simplifying your coach evaluation process by visiting www.coachevaluator.com. Mention Globetrotten ADs to receive a $200 discount on the yearly rate.
1: Cookery are a global multi sport clothing brand specializing in providing the world's most prestigious schools with bespoke made and designed team uniforms for students of all standards and abilities. If you are frustrated by inconsistent colors, branding, costs, and sizing across your school's uniforms, then it's time to discuss an offering where every sport is available from softball to soccer for male and female athletes at rates to suit your budget. To find out how Cookery could elevate the apparel of your student-athletes to a professional level, email the team at contact a dedicated sales manager will offer you a quote today. Mention this ad and receive a special offer on your coach or PE
0: staff order. Until next week, this has been another episode of the Globe Globetrotting ADs.